beginning by talking about uh, the possible first changes to the primary school curriculum for 25 years because children could be spending less time on religion and more time in foreign languages under the first major overhaul of the primary school curriculum in a quarter of a century. On Tuesday, Education Minister Norma Foley brought details of the new curriculum framework to Cabinet. Uh, the change is a move towards more fact-based subjects uh, such as science and maths, while increased focus will be placed on pupil well-being. More time will be given over to arts and social and environmental education to ensure young people are more aware of climate change and other issues facing the planet. Uh, the National Council for Curriculum and Assessment has drafted the new curriculum framework and if it gets government approval it's expected to go out to public consultation and the NCCA is aiming to roll out the new curriculum in schools in three years' time by 2026. Now, earlier I spoke with the Fianna Fáil TD from Milik Cahill Crow, who is a former primary school teacher and first asked him if he felt the changes are long overdue. Yeah, I think it's it's always good to overhaul a curriculum. The original Irish curriculum, if we want to call it that, was inherited from the British system. Then we had our own national school system, and it was based on literacy and numeracy. But there's far more than that uh, required in a school day, and there's far more than that required in life. So the last major overhaul of the primary curriculum was in 1998, and uh, I began my three teacher training in 2004, so I would have been one of the cohorts trained up in, in that new curriculum at the time. Uh, Michal Martin was then the Minister of Education. But that's 25 years ago. So much has happened since. And the National Council for Curriculum and Assessment, they have been advising the Minister for some time on the need to overhaul and modernise the curriculum and bring in things such as foreign languages, more science, more maths. So, so that's been reflected on by the Minister. And she now is pushing ahead with plans and obviously there's a lot of phases of consultation but there are plans now evolving for this to come into effect in 2026. You mentioned the foreign languages that the primary school pupils will be taught foreign languages from third class onwards. Um, is that a move you support? I suppose most countries are bilingual and perhaps you know it would be more beneficial from a career and life point of view to, to be adept at more than just English. It is. I think the, the literacy rate in Ireland has certainly improved uh, quite a lot in recent decades and I know in, in my last few years of teaching before I left to go to the Dáil there were huge initiatives like literacy liftoff all aimed at improving the attainment of children in reading, writing, spelling, all, all the elements of literacy. But English language is just, you know, it's what we use day to day. Irish language of course hugely important, it's our national language. But then when people move on in life and when they enter the sphere of working and going on to third level foreign languages become really important and I think it's proven across the English-speaking world that those who have English as a first language generally don't tend to do too well at second languages. When we go on holidays to Spain, we would expect a Spanish waiter to interact with us in English and same when we go to France. And I don't think that's good enough and certainly it isn't good enough in the world of commerce and business. And a lot of Irish people now find themselves working in environments where during the day they might have to interact on the phone or via email with someone overseas. So I think it's good that our youngsters now are being equipped with this. We shouldn't just be waiting until they start off second level education to introduce French, German, Spanish, etc. And I think it's really positive and progressive that we're doing this, bringing in foreign languages in primary level. But there's going to have to be huge upskilling of teachers in advance of this. There's going to have to be major engagement, I would say, with the teacher unions here and the colleges of education. You have to plan effectively and uh, for this to work out right. 
but I think there's a hopefully they're aiming to have a three year lead in so there's plenty of time for that kind of discussion to happen now. There will be more time dedicated to art, social, environmental education uh, to ensure students have a greater awareness of climate change and other issues facing the planet which is becoming I suppose uh, has been such a key issue in recent years and we continue to be and also there'll be a greater emphasis on pupil well-being how important is that call particularly you know in the wake of covid when students and young people's mental health there was more awareness of that and everything they were through with the stress and anxiety of exams changing over the last number of years uh, yes it's certainly definitely coming more to the fore it's not just anecdotal either we've seen cams uh, they have seen a huge increase in youngsters presenting to them with needs stresses mental strains and i think covid certainly hasn't helped all of that so I think we're now living in an era where mental health is very much, you know, it's, it's a it's everyday parlance. Everyone's talking about it. And yet, talking about it isn't good enough. You need to have, I suppose, supports within a school environment. Minister Norma Foley is also investing in a scheme which will eventually lead to in-school counselling supports for children, which I think is good as well. And not every child should be referred beyond the school environment. Sometimes the people who know that child best are the teachers and staff within the school. So I think the well-being of, of an individual, uh, no matter what their age, is very much at top of the national agenda, I would say, health-wise. And I think what we're seeing here is investment and planning around the mental health and well-being of a child. There'll probably be some people more used to the traditional curriculum and they'll say, God, are we going into all the soft subjects? Are we leaving literacy and numeracy behind? And as someone who was a teacher and an assistant principal for a few years, that certainly wouldn't be the case. If you take a subject like science or if you take this new climate change subject they're talking about bringing in, there's a huge amount of literacy and numeracy in that. So English isn't taught in isolation for an hour each day. It's usually throughout the whole day you're dealing with literacy, numeracy. So I, I think these are positive changes. They certainly reflect where modern life is going. It also retains religious instruction, but it's... It, takes it from being two and a half hours a week to one hour, 20 minutes. And can, can you say there have been any issues in that regard? I mean, we saw Minister Foley recently receiving a bit of a setback in terms of backing down from her, her plans, which were quite controversial in relation to the uh, fifth-year students potentially sitting, you know, paper one in Irish and English for leaving cert after one year, and that's been deferred for the moment. The elements of these changes, uh, Carl, we're going to see schools given the freedom, as you just touched on there, to reduce religious learning. Uh, Simon Harris, higher education Education Minister has stressed that fact-based learning will take precedence over religion. He said no school patrons can override fact-based discussions on science. But do you envisage there being a bit of pushback or negative reaction in relation to these changes from certain sectors? You could be sure. Anytime there's um, change, and I would see these as being positive changes myself, but anytime changes are put forward, there is, of course, some resistance. There may be reluctance, and I think that's very important that Minister Foley would steer us through a three-year consultation and lead-in period. We did see a proposal to have the first paper in English and Irish um, sat in fifth year, and that was pushed back on, and that has now changed. So look, I think there's plenty of time here. There's three years planned for this to be properly rolled out. She will have to engage with current teachers, those who are in colleges of education, but more importantly, the teaching unions. Um, and look, I think all of this can be a success. In terms of religion, when I was teaching in party in school, we were, and we still are, a school under Catholic patronage, like, like the vast majority in County Clare. So our uh, patron, if you like, was the bishop. Now, we're in an unusual anomaly down Parthine. We're in a little enclave um, that belongs to the Limerick Diocese, but we were answerable to the Bishop of Limerick, and so were Cratlow and, and Melick schools. So religious education was taught every single day, but I would say that there's a major role for parents here as well. If they really want their child to be brought up 
the Catholic ethos or any other ethos, I think a lot of that instruction should happen at home or it should happen in the community by bringing them to Mass at the weekend. Teachers will continue to teach religion, of course they will, and they're obliged to teach in the day in school. But I think there needs to be a wider debate here if parents really want to bring up a child practising a certain religion. I think a certain amount of that has to happen at home as well. It allows schools now uh, to continue to teach religion, a little bit reduced in its time allocation. And that additional time now can be can be assigned to areas like literacy, numeracy, science, maths, well-being. And I think that's positive. And of course, the new um, modern uh, and foreign languages. And that was uh, Cahill Crow, the Fianna Fáil TD from Mealy who I was speaking with earlier on. For more on this, we are joined by Claire's INTO rep, Brendan Horan. Brendan, good morning to you. Good morning, Carl. Thank you for giving me a call and thank you for having me on. Um, Can I just I'm ask, a, Brendan, yeah. what you make of these proposed changes that are being brought forward by Minister Foley? Well, we look forward to the new curriculum because it has to reflect the world that we live in now. And uh, the former curriculum of 1999 was progressive in its time. But I think its time has come to an end and I think we need to look forward. And certainly the changes are an attempt uh, following lots of consultation to get to this point to reflect what's, what the reality is in our world. And uh, I must say that the INTO um, look forward to the progress going, that we're going to make on this curriculum over the coming three years. One of the questions I asked Cahill was in relation to reduced focus on or emphasis on religion. How do you think that reduced emphasis on religion is going to be received? And also, what will happen in terms of preparing for communion confirmation? Will it be like Cahill says, you know, those parents who want their children to get religious learning, that that's done outside the home? Will all that have to be done or outside the school? Will all that have to be done outside the school as well? Well, I know that over the last number of years, the churches have actually been trying to uh, introduce that to uh, parish-based preparation for sacraments. And uh, I know that it's a wider debate than any one school. And uh, I think it's something we need to properly engage with the church on. Um, The impact in schools will will still be there to support children. And our schools, um, all schools, cater for children with multiple religions. So it, it is a case that I think religious education will be may become a little bit more general, but it will also be based on respect for the, for the person and where they come from. And I can't see that changing, regardless of the official time that's given for religious education. So the proposal is going to see primary pupils moving towards that broader curriculum, Brendan, including, as I mentioned earlier, foreign languages, the focus on technology, science, maths, um, greater emphasis on pupil well-being. But do you feel it is actually possible to expand the curriculum? You know, given we know teachers are are already under pressure to to cover the existing material that's on the course, will they be able to do all of that extra? Well, the current curriculum is overloaded by the basis that it's not identifying what's needed at the moment. At least with a new curriculum, it'll identify what, what, what teaching and learning is needed to do in the classroom. And I think that will benefit teachers. But the key element with all these changes is how it's going to be uh, supported and prepared for. Because like Cahill mentioned earlier, uh, in relation to foreign languages, Teachers will need to be upskilled and supported and and plenty of training to be provided in the next three to five years in relation to that. And how is that going to be done? 
if it's done via Zoom and uh, in teachers' own time, I can't see that being, being uh, embedding in the system. So it needs to be properly invested in, properly supported, and delivered directly to teachers where they work in their schools or in their local communities. Are there any other potential issues which yourselves at the INTO can see with a change to the curriculum? Well, the one thing I do see is I do ask about the question of investment into the future because the Foreign Languages uh, Programme is a case in point. There was a pilot running in the 1990s and and, uh, 2000s um, in relation to pilot foreign languages in schools. And it was one of the very first pilot programmes to be cut by uh, Rory Quinn as Minister for Education when the financial crisis kicked in again. Now, if they bring in a new curriculum and if they don't support it into the future, I don't think it will succeed and we'll still be in the same situation we're in now. And that's something that that I I would be wary of going forward. Will the government continue to support this in eight, nine, ten years' time when it will need the continued support because we'll have gotten over the first flush of the introduction of new curriculum and then will it support it into the future? And that's something I would have concerns for. The original proposal for the new primary school framework, Brendan, would have introduced seven key competencies for pupils. Now, some of these have obviously made it through to the proposal that the Minister Foley brought to Cabinet. So being creative, digital learning, being mathematical, uh, being an active citizen and fostering well-being, that, that original proposal was altered. But was there anything within that original proposal that you would have liked to have seen uh, make it to the proposal that was brought to Cabinet? Uh, well, now, I'll be honest now, I'm, I've been here in school, I haven't actually seen the proposal that has gone to the cab- to Cabinet uh, as of yet. But uh, what I will say is that many of those seven competencies are indeed things that we need our children to know into the future. And I'm sure schools and teachers will still work towards it, because something like well-being, it, it, it inherits, you know, it's inherent in everything we do in school uh, with people on, on a day-to-day basis. So regardless of whether the, the competencies have made it to a cabinet, there are certainly the competencies of the children of the world that we want to bring uh, into the future. And that's something that we'll always work with, whether it's written in the, in the curriculum or not. Because there is the hidden curriculum, which is about uh, working with each other, teaching respect uh, and, and how, to, how to interact. And I certainly think that will continue regardless of what's written down on paper. Okay, what what do you want to see in terms of consultation now with the union? Well, now, the consultation has to be on on training. It has to be on resourcing. It has to be on support to schools and how to to support the system uh, well enough to ensure that our equipment are modern to meet the modern world because uh, many schools now, we, over the years, we, we've, we've gotten equipment that goes out of date and uh, needs to be replaced and that needs to be continued with this new curriculum. Okay, we do have to leave it there, but my thanks to you this morning for your time, Brendan. Thank you very much. That's uh, Brendan Horan, the, the Clare INTO rep. Uh, what are your thoughts on this? Um, would you be happy uh, to see your children uh, learning under this uh, proposed changes to the primary school curriculum? Or uh, do you prefer uh, things the way they are, leave the status quo uh, to remain 